This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. game without Flacco being the quarterback? Man, it's been a while. Um, he's been there as long as I've been there. So I can't even think of a guy who's, who's really been on there. Uh, you know, they got rid of Suggs. Uh, Mosley's gone. Weddle. Man, this is a different team. But, uh, you know, they still go by the same physicality and same mantra they've always gone by. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. So, welcome to the locker room. We got changes in Baltimore, starting with uh, our, our old buddy, Ozzy Newsom retired, and Eric DaCosta is the new GM. There's no more Joe Flacco. Uh, there's no more John Brown. There's no more Michael Crabtree. There's no more C.J. Mosley. There's no more Zadarius Smith. There's no more Terrell Suggs, Brent Urban, and Eric Weddle. Uh, they did sign a couple of guys. Uh, Mark Ingram, who still looks like Mark Ingram. Seth Roberts, eh. And Earl Thomas does not look like uh, Earl Thomas. But we're going to get into uh, uh, the uh, whole um, kind of uh, 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 scouting report uh, tomorrow because tomorrow right. is Friday. But it, it's interesting. There are a lot of changes uh, in in uh, Baltimore. And, uh, and it's and, – you got the new quarterback Lamar Jackson, who does a number of things, uh, very very exciting, and uh, and he's been throwing the ball well. You know, everyone was talking about how he's sure. a run guy, he's a run guy, he's a run guy, but he's been throwing the ball well as well. Yeah, so you got it. Uh, well, he took uh, off in the first two weeks. Yeah, uh, I think he's been coming back down to earth. Maybe the the last couple of weeks a little bit. Yeah, he didn't, um, he didn't he didn't look like he threw the ball very well against Cleveland. No. Yeah. Um but at the same time you look at this young man and as I'm I'm thinking we're watching the Ravens Ravens I'm sitting there going this is maybe the Ravens but not the Baltimore Ratbirds. Right. It's not there's a difference. There's there's not the Suggs, you know, there's not the Ray Lewises. There's not um there there's I don't not know the that, same physicality. There's there's not the menacing, ominous type of week yeah. that you kinda rejoice in. You know, the two trains one track because this was gonna be some barnstorming clash of Titans. Yeah, well you know, uh without CJ Mosley, without Terrell Suggs, uh, you know, without Zadarius Smith. Those were three very, very physical guys. Now, Pernell McPhee is back, uh, and uh, you know he, he, you know he's a he's a decent pass rusher. But uh, I don't think they 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 don't look as intimidating, and they look like you can run right at them. Uh, and uh, you know what? Uh, it's not uh, it's not the same Ravens teams, and they you know they beat uh, Arizona. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Arizona's not that great. There's just some funny instances like Michael Pierce. I don't Does Michael look a little chunkier to you? Yeah, uh, he might be hurt. Uh, or was it Brandon Williams that's hurt? Uh, Brandon Williams, Brandon Williams I is believe. Hurt. Yeah. Uh, but I was watching Michael Pierce. I'm sure you saw it. I, 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 did... I didn't see the defensive okay. film. 
they ran an influence. Right. Uh, I believe it was Cleveland. And yeah, it was Cleveland. And um, uh, J.C. Treader, the center, he kind of like just took one step and then, you know, left Pierce. The guard passed that, then moved. You know, like we would do on an influence trap. Right. Right. And and Pierce like launched forward and fell on his face. Yeah. And Bradley Chubb ran right by him. Right. I mean, it was it was just kind of I went wow. You know, what I mean, it's not something you expect to see. And of course, then I was telling you about Brandon Bozeman when the, the left guard when the guy faked him out. And he fell right on his keister, and you're like, "Oh, wow!" Yeah. So, a, a, an influence block is a fake block. You right. uh, 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 you act like you're going to block the certain guy, and then you hit him with your shoulder, and then you pull off him, and you block the guy that you're supposed to block. Uh, and so, what uh, uh, what Wolf was talking about was, uh, and Michael Pierce bit on the fake block, and then when. Uh, the guard, uh, a tre- when the center treader pulled away, he fell on flat on his face. Because yeah, he it was, was going he was down. anticipating yeah. the double team, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and there was no double team. But i got to tell you something. If that was how it's designed and it wasn't a mental error, which, uh-huh. you know, um, i got to think Bradley, uh, Bradley Chubb. Is that his name? Bradley Chubb. Yeah, yeah. okay, i got it right. Bradley Chubb, that um, he had to, like, go, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Yeah. You know, they work because otherwise it's a quick stop. Yeah. I mean, that's 340, 50 pounds of Michael Pierce right in your grill as you take a handoff. Right. If that guy charges through and stays on his feet. Yeah. So, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the locker room. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And uh, uh, we are going to have a very uh, busy Thursday. We have uh, uh, Bob Labarola at 11 o'clock. And then uh, at 11.20, we're going to have Jerry Dulac. You know, one thing that uh, uh, that there's been a lot of talk about Wolf, and I didn't know that that I didn't know that Ben gave the Steelers a pregame pep talk uh, before Monday night. Uh, it was uh, there was an article in the Post Gazette today, uh, and uh, you know uh, Joe Hayden, you know he says you, you, one of the things you, you can't take football for granted because you you want to get back at it, and so. Uh, and apparently, uh, the the pregame pep talk that Ben gave was uh, very uh, inspiring. Big Al, uh, you know, he said about Ben, he was born to play football. It says something about the man. Uh, Jake James Conner said, "That's our leader. His presence was right. definitely uh, uh, de- definitely felt, and having him there." And helping Mason, talking about what he sees, uh, he did everything except play, and, and that you know that's uh, that, he was on the sidelines yeah. the whole time, moving up and down. He was engaged, and I love the fact that he said to Mason, basically said, "I'm I'm there for you as much as you want. Right? If you need if you need me to you know be right there and, and point things out, I'm there. If you need me to back off mm-hmm. and give you space and just let you do your own thing, I'm that too." And I thought that was great on his part. Right. Because that is truly leadership and in taking a position of humility in the sense of, look, I'm here for whatever you need. You know, I'm not – this is not the Hall of Famer sitting there saying, okay, son, let me tell you how it's done. This is about saying, okay, I'm here for you, and I'm here for you as much as you need or as little as you need. You let me know. And I thought that was great. Yeah, I think it. I think it's great too, and uh, and, and having them ha- helps. I mean, you know, you want to know what you're doing wrong, and you you want uh, 
you want immediate feedback of did we not want that from yeah, the guys that uh, you right. know we were we were playing ahead of yeah if if you want uh, uh and and also like when when Larry Brown got hurt and I played for him he watched me the whole time absolutely and and uh tell me what I was doing wrong and that that's very comforting uh it it, it you know especially for a young player uh it helps and uh, I think that uh uh, when Ben was on the sidelines, you know, and, and Ben made a great comment after the game. He said, uh, you know, Mason just – Mason was awesome. He didn't just manage the game. He won the game. And, uh, you know, it, it's great to have that public affirmation of the guy you're taking the place of. Uh, Absolutely. In, in that case, Ben for for Mason. and. You know, and you know, I didn't know this. But ben leads in pregame prayer, uh, and uh, and and so Cam Hayworth said, "I think uh, it uh, it it reason it, it reasoned with the guys, uh, or it was felt by the guys. It's up to us to pick up the slack." And it says, and he said, it stinks not having him out there. You know, well, there's no question about it. Yeah. I mean, you think about this whole team. Ben is the face of the franchise, right? Okay, so if that in fact is is to be true, it's not only that he is a leader, but he's also that the recipient of that offense being built around him, right. which is a Hall of Fame right. quarterback. Yeah. And what do you got? You got great pass protection. You got a, a quarterback that loves. The shotgun operates out of the shotgun 70% of the time or more. Uh, you've got, you know, offensive linemen that absolutely love the guy, and they're all very tight. And this whole offense is geared around that Hall of Famer. Right. You know, so you're talking about the, the leader, the face of the franchise, and the Hall of Fame quarterback that makes the offense go round and round. So this was a huge loss. It's a huge hit. And the great thing I thought, was again what Ben did and and very magnanimously offered himself to help out or be give room to Mason. Right. And the only thing I, the only the only criticism I have at all of Ben is he kept standing on the backside, got in my line of sight of view. I was right. Trying right. to watch. You know, how you're standing there. You so, telling the move. Well, I was gonna go up and go, hey, 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 buddy, hey, you think you know I'm trying to work here a little, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you know, that to me, though, speaks of real leadership when he says and does those things. Right, right. And and he's really good at it. And he's yes. really, really good at it. And, you know, uh, it, it's funny because, you know, Big Al says. Funny ha-ha or funny ha No, um, I, I, it's not. It's interesting. Okay, That's funny, interesting. That, funny, interesting. One Big Al says he's born to play football. Mm. And it says something about the man that he – address the team oh yeah and uh do you think big gales wanted to talk about leadership yeah huh yeah west pointer right I mean a man of uh, you know bronze star valiant uh service in combat right um a man who's who knows leadership okay yeah. and he and he you know really affirms ben in that role and and when you got somebody like al doing that that's something you sit up and take notice. Yeah. Uh, and, and then James Conner says, you know, that's our leader. There His you presence go. presence was definitely felt. Right. Uh, and uh, and it, it's true. You know, uh, you, you, you watch Ben and you watch the impact he has, guys. And having him there not only helped Mason, but helped the, the rest of the guys. 
you know, and, and there's there's a great experience level when the quarterback's been there for 15 years. Absolutely. And he sees everything. And he can tell you what he sees. And he can tell you what you didn't see or what you missed. Uh, and and that's uh, that's great for me. Uh, there's no, no better one to watch you than yeah, Ben. Right, right. You know what I mean? This offense was built around him. He knows it. And uh, he's certainly going to help Randy because you got more eyes up there. Right. Uh, and I, I think it's fabulous. And, again, that takes some humility because uh, you're used to being the guy. Yeah. You know, for 15 or – is this 16 years for him? Uh, I, I, it's I, a long time, yeah, man, it's a long whatever. Time. Yeah. You know, but the point is I think it's his 16th year. Um, I, my math skills uh, fail me a lot, though. You know, Wes, you're looking at me. That would be Ben. It's his 15th or 16th year. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So we're good. 16 years. All right. So you understand 16 years, this guy has been the focus of the offense and one of the the leaders. Um, and you remember when I, I think, you know, it's interesting because I go way back to you made the point when uh, Charlie Batch was released a number of years ago. And you said that was the point at which – Mike Tomlin wanted Ben, you're the leader, take over, you know, because of the fact Charlie Charlie was well respected and a right. greatly loved guy, member of the of the of the Steelers and someone that a lot of guys went to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was really about putting the ball in Ben's hands saying, Okay, you take this is this is your team now. Yeah. You go. And I think from that point on he has grown tremendously. Yeah, in that and, role. and he's grown into that leadership role. Uh and you know, uh you know, it's funny that Terrell Edmonds said his pregame speech was uplifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a defensive guy said, man, he's up. Uh, 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 his pregame speech was uplifting. And I, I think uh, in the camps, I think it resounded with the guys. Uh, and the second thing that Cam said, it's to up to us to pick up the slack. Absolutely. It's up to us. There's uh, no question about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I think. When you look back at that game and what transpired after that, that was a heated defense that was in a feeding frenzy going right. after Andy Dalton. Right. Uh, you know, and and I think and it, it, it was uh, um, you know so this whole season, Ben's going to be there for Mason. Absolutely. Uh, and Ben's going to be there for the rest of the team. Uh, and you know, it, it's uh, to have a guy like Ben. Watching over your shoulder, not, not being critical. I mean, because you could tell. You know, he said he was awesome. Uh, he didn't just manage the game; he uh, uh, he won the game. Right. And uh, you know, we're we're going to talk a little bit about that. You know, it was a little, it was more management than uh, than wide open. But uh, you know, that's uh, you know, we're going to talk about whether you know when. <laughs> but uh, here's the point. Right. It's 16 years we've been watching Ben. When right. Ben took over in 04, it was not wide open. Yeah. It was 15 to 20 passes, yeah. hand off to Bussy, yeah. and let that defense, that magnificent LeBeau defense, do its destructive, destructive work. You know, I mean, that's what – remember when you said, look, Dave Letterman proved that, you know, the whole thing was he, he, he couldn't throw into his own coverage. Did you see the window in the taxi? Yeah. Remember when he was on the late right. night show? Yeah. And yeah. He said, you know, I mean, it was just funny. But at that time, 
you realize there were a lot of limitations. They moved Ben around. Right. Again, the the one third of the field versus the yeah. whole field. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. You know, Ben was great his rookie year versus man to man, but he was a little had trouble with the little, zone with his own windows being able yeah. to throw in those yeah. windows. And uh, uh, you know, and and. It's going to be interesting to see how Mason does. Right. In that, but Ben uh, had his travails. So does Mason. But And but, they limited some things. Yeah. But. And uh, the thing about it is Ben had Bussy. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, and how good was Bussy? Bussy was, <laughs> Bussy was the best. In the words of Chris McAllister to, Z- to Hines Ward. Yeah. You remember what Hines? Yeah, just, keep, Hines? Lo- just keep blocking me. I don't want to have to tackle him. <laughs> I'm in no hurry to get over in front of Bussy. Well, you know, yeah. you know the, the interesting thing is, in the first quarter, the DBs and linebackers were, were coming up to light Bussy up. By the fourth quarter, <laughs> the DBs were taking convenient angles to miss. And, and or they were saying, "Okay, I'm just going to jump on his back." Do you remember the Geico commercial? It's as easy Geico as easy as as, as Jerome Bettis playing flag football. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a great commercial. That That's a great commercial. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and we'll be back. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about the Wildcat when we come back. He's Wolf up touching. You're in the locker room. This is an in the locker room podcast from SNR Steelers Nation Radio. We have to prepare for it, uh, and we have to prepare for the next iteration of it, and then we have to look at what the other things that may come up that are within, you know, the, the realm of their their basic structure and what they do and who their players are. So, um, in the end, though, you have to concentrate on what you do, how you play, and, uh, you know, that's what we need to do a, a good job of. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. It's a great song. Ball this, of, ball, ball this is good. second only to a psych-up song to Mellow Yellow uh, uh, with Ray Penny. I mean, seriously. Well, you know, Is uh, this on your pregame tape? Seriously, uh, you're getting revved up. I, I love The Temptations. Ball of Confusion was a great song, and, it's, uh, wow. and, and that's what uh, the Wildcat does. It's not it's, quite as hard as it is. Patty Benatar, hit me with your best shot, oh, baby. Oh, you know what? You you are obsessed with Pat Benatar, just like you're excru- like you're obsessed with that guy from uh, from Mario Speedwagon. What's his name? My friend Kevin Cronin. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 the name dropper. Um, the reason I like the Ball of Confusion uh, is because there was a great song. I, I, I was a huge Temptations fan. Uh, and uh, huge Four Tops fans. I, you know, I love the Motown. So was sound. that the Temptations or the Four Tops? I don't know. That was Temptations. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, uh, anyways, it, it was uh, a great time. So I've read a lot of articles and heard a lot of commentators talking about uh, the Wildcat and how you can't use it all the time. I say, why not? Why not? Why can't, you know, and even Coach Thomas said, uh, you know, I don't know uh, if we're going to, it's going to look a little different. Why not? Uh, why, why not? That's well, what I say. 
I would say one one school of thought leads you to believe that um, at some point in time, you know, teams start to see and start to take away a little bit when they start to get a feel of it. Um, but I think what what it was interesting to me was John Harbaugh talking about the next iteration of it. Yeah. Because I think in my mind, all we saw was the basic, the basic foundational yeah. exactly stuff coming out of it. You had, uh, you know, Mason standing out, out there, uh, lining up as a split receiver, Jalen Samuels in this, in the jet sweep and all that action off of that. But I, I got to believe there's more to that. And certainly this allows, it allows the, I think Mason time to come back, get in the huddle, uh, call another play, and and redirect and refocus his attention. And you know, it's what Mike Tomlin described as limiting his exposure to some of the down and distance situations that maybe you think you can capitalize on with that jet sweep and and uh, uh, you know wildcat action. You know, everybody's talking about the uh, the trickery of the wildcat, and you can't use it all the time. I, I I'm not convinced of that. Uh, you know, because I look at the 49ers, right. they use all kinds of misdirection. There is so much window dressing. There is so much eye candy. Uh, How much wild, wildcat did they go? Well, they don't go wildcat, but they but they do the uh, right. They the jet, do the sweep. jet sweep. Yep. But see, that's what I'm saying. One of the things about it is it's a little bit different, and they use a tremendous amount of eye candy, as you put it. And I think this is where it's going to start to go. They're going to start to meld where they don't put Jalen back there. Right. Where, you know, you've got all the motions and stuff like that. But that's a lot of stuff for a young quarterback to have to manage, too. Uh, you know what? I, 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 don't, I think if it's, if it's read option, yes. But he, the, he did that in college. I understand. I know, I, but, I, again, I, I say in my mind, okay, yeah. most humbly, all I'm saying is – I think that's where this eventually all comes together. Well, I think yeah, right now they, when he's running it. Well, again, they, but think about what Mike said. We limited his exposure, and part of that exposure is you package things at this point in time, simply because it makes it easier for Jalen and some and, and 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 James to be able to deal with some of those packages and then put them together as we come along. And I think you're going to start to see a lot more motion because you described it earlier. Right. When you said it's about stretching the defense laterally well, side yeah. to side, yeah. which I still disagree when you and I talk about horizontal. I always think of horizontal down the no, field. No, it's not horizontal. See, that, it's horizontal's that's width. That's just an argument it's, we it, got to it, have. It's side to side. Horizontal is width. Side to side. I think horizontal is going down the field. I mean, no, where that's do you, when vertical. you throw the ball. That's vertical. Vertical. Vertical yeah. to me, you know, is when you throw the ball up in the air. That's yeah. vertical. Listen, every football analyst that knows what he's talking about, when you talk about the vertical uh-huh. passing game, it's there. down the field. I have you. you. I don't know what I'm talking about. And when about. you talk about the horizontal, <laughs> it's side to side. Side to the side. Repeat after me. Side, side to, to side. Okay. Wait a minute. So, what am I saying? All right. Let, let's get back. Let's get let's back. Get back to the argument. Let's get back to the argument. Yes. Uh, um, Which one? I, I, the, the, <laughs> the, the several we've been going right. after. I, I think that Mason is going to be the quarterback, and there's going to be a lot of that motion. And, you know, I, I love when there's two running backs in there. Oh yeah, uh, it, it just we it, had a lot of good stuff yeah, going yeah. when and, we had you know, two and, backs. And then once again, Deontay 
uh, Johnson could be uh, on that re- uh, on that uh, uh, jet sweep, or Juju could be on that jet sweep. Uh, and and I think it's you know I think they're going to give Mason more. I don't think they're going to limit his exposure this week. No, that's I, I think we're saying oh, the same I, thing. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying that they're going to limit his exposure. No, I more. think I think no, no, no. I think this is where it all comes together. Where right. Mason starts to take over all you know the quarterbacking roles instead right. of splitting them out, and we see less wildcat and more of the smoke and mirrors, the, the Ravens, movement, the, the motion. Ravens, those the Ravens sorts of ran wild, wildcat against Cleveland. Yes, uh, with Ingram. Yes, uh, and and you know I I think again that's to me when again Mike talking about limiting the exposure. Right, and I think when you you decide on a Wednesday, and I, I talked with uh, Randy, and I, I was just. You know, I just think it was brilliant on his part to come up with something so left turnish yeah. that nobody saw it coming. Right. You know what I mean? To me, yeah. that was, and that's great coaching. Yeah. And one of the things I, I hope that puts to rest, at least for a time, all the the naysayers that call and say these coaches they don't you know they don't change at all. They don't. Hey, that was a huge risk. If right. People understand what a risk it is to put the hands, put the ball in the hands of two capable right. but young dudes like James and Jalen. And to split out Mason and to do things from that, but to me, that was just – it was great coaching. You know, a lot of teams use a lot of misdirection. The 49ers do. Uh, the L.A. Rams do. Uh, even the the Seattle Seahawks uh, do. And uh, so I say, why not us? Uh, you know, jet sweeps, reser- reverses off the jet sweep. Right. Uh, that's what the 49ers ran. Uh, you know, Chuck used to say, whatever it takes. And I believe you do whatever it takes. No question. And uh, um, and then I believe you keep running it till they stop it, you know. And and to quote Tom Moore, run it again. And I I understand, and I, I know Off, what you're our, saying. Our former offensive coordinator right. Tom Moore. Well, you yeah. gotta say it better. Like, run it again. I can't. I can't. I, can't. I know you got to get the little warble. Run it again. But the point I I, I really think um, again. Is 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 about making, it's about making Mason or getting Mason to a point where he's comfortable, in all quote unquote exposures. Right, right. You know what I mean. And I think to me this this was a way of of kind of piecemealing some of it together. But I think again it's going to blend back in with a lot of this stuff all happening and, you know, and Mason being able to do some of the things that uh, Jalen was doing. Yeah, uh, and I I believe that we're going to do it, the Wildcat again, uh, against the Ravens. Because, look, there is no more C.J. Mosley. Right. There is no more Eric Weddle. Nope. There, more, there is no more Zadarius Smith. There is Brandon no more, Williams. Uh, no is, more is uh, Terrell Suggs. Right. No more Brent Urban. It's a different defense. It is. It's a different and defense. And people have run on them. Yeah, right. And uh, the, the At home. The Cleveland killed them with the run. Absolutely. And so uh, I think – Chubb went 88. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Did you hear about uh, they were yelling at the – who was it Brandon Williams was giving the business to – who was it that uh, decided to give up? Oh, on on, uh, uh, Earl Thomas. Because he, he, I guess he had a hammy oh, going he on. He said, "I'm not going to pull my hammy." Yeah, I'm not going to pull. And and I guess Brandon. They got Williams, a fight. Was it? I thought. That what I, I think I had heard it yeah. was just a verbal. But yeah. if it came to you know a physical, you know, confrontation, I I, I, I found that very Brandon interesting. Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandon Williams, and I and I thought, uh, you know what? Okay, good. They got a little. Uh, 
you know, dust up drama. going on, a little yeah. drama in their club. Let it let it happen. Right. You know, because we're not the only ones that can have a have a, a, a corner on drama around here. Right. And we don't have any this year. Thank goodness. Uh, you know, and, and so Earl Thomas said, I pulled a hamstring chasing down a guy, uh, and I'm not going to do it again. Earl Thomas, I was watching him. He's not Earl not, Thomas. No. He doesn't look like he's fitting well within the confines of what they're asking him to do. For instance, um, just just he, he looks slower. Yeah. You know, now maybe it's because I know now the hammy, yeah. it looks slower to me. But I think about watching Minka Fitzpatrick and what Minka's done. And Minka fed in as seamlessly as you could imagine. Yeah. And watching Earl, Earl looked like, I don't know, like uh, he, he just didn't belong there. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, when when you look at Earl Thomas, uh, he's – is this his ninth year or tenth year? Uh, it's his ninth year. You know, uh, DBs start losing a he, step, and he banged them for yeah. a big buck. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. he doesn't look like the uh, you know the the Legion of Boom guy that we remembered him. Well, the Legion of Boom is no longer the Legion of right. Boom. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they they all grew old. They all moved on. Richard Sherman's in uh, uh, San Francisco. So you're saying Chancellor. that the leisure suits are not coming yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not. They're not. <laughs> as much as you should want, I hang on to those patent letters? You know, those white patent letters. Yeah, with the white with the the white patent letters with the buckles with the gold <laughs> buckles. <laughs> West doesn't even know what uh, we're talking actually, about. Actually, actually, I I think you should hold on. You should hold on to your powder blue elephant cowboy boots. I still and, got them. And and your Wrangler tight jeans and your duster, your cowboy hat, and your driving gloves. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now the but jeans, you don't have a Trans Am anymore. No, I don't. Yeah. That wouldn't look good in a family <laughs> van. Yeah, yeah. You get, <laughs> I dare you. Uh, I dare you to wear that getup with your big. With that big gold uh, cowboy belt buckle. Oh, I had a great one, too. Yeah. You know what? It's important to have a good rodeo buckle when you go and you ride one of them uh, merry-go-round rides. I like to wear it when I go to Kennywood. The the many looks of Craig Wolfley. You know, Uh, I uh, don't have to go through a a mid-life crisis because I did it all my life. You already had it. (laughs) I had that. I'm way beyond it. That's right. That's Uh, out of the way. That's done. uh, uh, From uh, uh, disco to urban cowboy to uh, the barbarian look with the cutoff. No, that Uh, was really kind of like the beginning. Yeah, yeah, the cutoff. You know, uh, that was uh, because we didn't. uh, uh, Work boots and I came in the league that way. I came in the league that way. That's because, uh, well, I really didn't have. That was the barbarian brothers. Right, yeah, right, but that was more the Wolfley. Uh, we don't have much money, and you kind of cut the sleeves off when you—they're already up to your elbow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 nice. You know, that's nice. What are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, but anyways, let's get back to the Steelers. Yes, I, I'm I, I'm interested to see how this morphs. You know, uh, how the does it more read option. Do we see the read option fakes? Do we see the, the both running backs, Jalen Samuels and uh, uh, James Conner in the game at the same time? Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, I, you know, I think that the misdirection, the you know, I would use that crossbuck series. Yeah. I like that, but yeah. I would also, here's one of the things, I would press for more under center. Yeah. More play action, having the opportunity, still press the hogs up front to get in a three-point stance. Did Lamar Jackson get under center at all? 
I can't I remember not, right I, now. I don't, they, they uh, I was looking. I, I, you know, I was charting the plays out of regular people and out of Ace, two tight ends. Okay. And I don't think I saw him under center. I don't remember him, but I, again, I, I don't. I look I, at the offensive and defensive line so much, I get captivated. By right, it. right, right. So I miss a lot, of, as you know. Yeah. I miss a lot of the uh, details. Yeah. Well, well, I'm just wondering. In the backfield and yeah. the wideouts. I, 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 I wonder if he gets under center. I, I, I don't think I saw. I it. do not recall him. Yeah, but I, yeah. Know, yeah. We're yeah. gonna go in after right. lunch and watch some more. Yeah, we're gonna take a break after uh, lunch, though. It's important that you get your. You know, you get your nutrition. Right. You know, because watch, watching film's rough, man. What if, what, it's oh, rough? It's tough, man. Why is it you tough? Go, you're sitting in there, Mac comes in, chews your You know, you know what? I was watching cut-ups, and you came in, and you go, I don't like cut-ups, and you walked out. I didn't do that. Yeah, you did. I did. First of all, I didn't say I don't like cut-ups. I, I read your mind. Oh, see. Oh, now you read my mind, do you? Oh, okay. I could, I could judge intent. Just like well, what was <laughs> all the guy, you need is goofy glasses what, what, now. What was what was the I got him. I can't uh, remember. Uh, yeah, was, you do. Yeah, what was the official that said I could um, judge intent? I, I know, I know who you. It wasn't Mike, Al um, Riverton. No, no, no it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, I don't know. I, right. I can see the guy in my mind's eye, yeah. but I can't. All right, all right, we got to go. Well, we why do we got to go? We're gonna take we a break. Take a break. Yeah, we're gonna take a break. It's not a hard break. It's well, a point dexter. Let's go. Point dexter. You got those point dexter glasses. Yeah. Well, you know, wait till you your eyes go bad, because you're just right behind me. You're right behind me with the I, lack of sleep. I have my readers. You're right, you're right back. You're, I know. I woke yeah. up at four o'clock this morning. That's I went, right. It's Ilkin getting killing yeah, me right, again. Right. All right. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. And just like the Beatles are back in the USSR, we're back uh, from our commercial break. Uh, he's I don't get that. Back in the USSR, what's yeah. that now? Did they have a concert over there? The, it, it, it was. Uh, it was. Th- they did a parody on uh, on California Girls, uh, and they did it on uh, uh, on uh, Russian Girls. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was. Uh, you know, th- listen to the words. And, okay. And. Uh, uh, when you get home. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I had to understand that. Yeah. 412-919-1316. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Ed in Cleveland. Ed, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. How are you this morning? Good, uh, buddy. Just, just, just a couple quick things, you know. I noticed watching the game on uh, on on Monday night, I noticed, like, uh, they went with Mason. A few times he went to the line of scrimmage. Still in the shotgun, act like he was going to snap, and then they stopped and looked at the sideline like they sort of do for college games. I don't know if you guys noticed any of that. And maybe they're changing him and helping him, you know, adjust to the blitzing or, or what's going on. And I, I kind of like that. I think maybe maybe Ben helped him with that. One other thing is I, I noticed that uh, in watching this Cleveland game this week, Mayfield went under center a lot. Mayfield, you know, they gave the play action under center, and I was just curious what, if your thoughts that we're going to go under center more or are we going to just stay out of the gun? And and your thoughts a little bit on that. You, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the, the answer to that question, Ed. Uh, you know, Wolf and I are big. Uh, go 
uh, under center guys. Uh, and if you're not going to go under center, if you're going to go shotgun, still play with your hand in the dirt uh, because you, you, you've got more leverage coming off the ball and you could come off with a little more oomph. Uh, you know, I did notice uh, uh, Mason looking to the sidelines a lot, and you know, uh, and it, you know the, commu- the the green dot. You know, you you can you can have conversation within twenty seconds of the snap of the ball. I guess right. It's twenty somewhere yeah, around right there. there. You know, it's and, not. Yeah. But uh, 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 you know, and so sometimes you're being fed uh, hand signals. You know, before the the green dots. Uh, we were all. It was always hand singles. Uh, Unless for you us. had a, you yeah, know, like a, a right, right, right. I guess that, that's what. That's what we, I, I teach. Eight, I coach eighth grade here in Cleveland, and that's what we do: hand signals. Everything's yeah. run by hand signals. And one other thing, I just wanted to tell you guys: it's Nick Chubb, not Bradley Chubb. Bradley oh, that's right. Bradley Chubb's the yeah. linebacker out in Denver. Yeah, yeah. 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 He tore Thank his ACL you. last week. Hey yeah. guys. Uh, we'll talk to you again, and just just a couple thoughts. That's all I had. Thank you. Have a good Appreciate day. Appreciate you. All right, Ed. Uh, uh, thanks for the call. Way uh, to be a fact checker. Yeah, yeah. But, I need that. Yeah, Bradley Chubb. Uh, Nick yeah, he's Chubb. the linebacker. Yeah, in that's Denver. right. I, I keep I, forgetting. Yeah, I, that's uh, true. All right, it's four one two nine one nine one three one six. Let's go to Doug in Georgia. Doug, welcome to the locker room. Good morning, gentlemen. It's a super honor to talk to you. Been a Steeler fan since 69. Uh, Mason Randolph, I mean, you guys are all true about it. I've watched so many Steeler quarterbacks in their first game, and I was not nervous at all uh, when he started last week. I, I really had a lot of confidence, and you guys really hit the spot. I mean, just go for first downs. And uh, the defense was great. And this game coming up is so important. Uh, I'm so pumped up for it. And uh, I think we're going to do okay. I got, Doug, I got one thing. Doug, for, I got to ask uh, you something, though, quick. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. You, you said you became a Steelers fan in 69. Now, you live yes, in Georgia. Were you, were you from the Berg? Uh, my dad. My dad was. His dad worked for the paper way back, I don't know, in the 50s. So, but he was a coach, a football coach, and he moved out to Jersey. No kid. So I was, I was born in Steeler diapers. All right, good to hear that. All right, continue on. And, my yeah. Um, but I got a, a star uh, story for you, Wolfie. Uh, I was working out in Aspen, and uh, I got picked up uh, hitchhiking twice by John Denver. No way. <laughs> Oh, yeah. wow. No, that's awesome. Yeah. See, there's nothing wrong with a little name dropping, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've met a lot. Arnold Schwarzenegger was funny, and uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn were really nice. So oh, you, there you, you met go. all those guys? You met all them? Yeah. yeah Rush yeah, with greatness. A, there you go. I worked, at, I worked in an Austrian restaurant, and Arnold Schwarzenegger came in the kitchen and I just said to him, wow, I, I thought you were, you know, taller than that. <laughs> and he, he, he just looked at me and said, you know, I could still beat you up <laughs> or something like that. You should have said, you said, hear me now, believe me later. <laughs> no, it was, it was, uh, it was way back in the 80s. No, it was right before, I think it was right after pumping iron or something. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, but you guys are great analyzers. I mean, I appreciate it so 
much because it's kind of it reminds me of my dad. I mean, Beautiful. he just analyzed the football game, and you guys, you always got good positive things to say. You don't panic. You're professional, so I just wanted to say that, and uh, have a great day. All right, thank you, Doug. Uh, th- thanks for the call, Doug. And thanks for the kind words. Uh, yeah, th- yeah, thank you for the encouragement. He met Goldie Hawn and uh, yeah, uh, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell and, and Arnold, uh, and Arnold. I love that. Hear yeah. me now, believe me later. Yeah, uh, get I, to the chopper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, th- you know, you know, I, you know who uh, was with him in that movie. Was Jesse the Body Ventura? Right, you right. Know, and guff. you know Jesse Ventura. And I uh, happen to know. Yeah, Jesse. what a, you know, what I'm a, just saying, you know, what I a mean, name dropper. I, you know, I just casually dropped that in there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. West, yeah. West, he's got that smirk. You, out you of know, face. Wolf always uh, uh, has. Hey, to Doug's t- dropping a couple names. I thought I'd just add to it. You know. Yeah, you don't want to be outdone. <laughs> he dug out. He smoked me. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting there going, we've got Arnold, we've got Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, John Denver. Twice, yeah. you hitchhike and John Denver picks you up. You, you know who I met at the, when I was cut? Sergio Oliva. Sergio Oliva. The Wings of Man. Oh, yeah. He had the biggest lats I've ever you seen know, in my you know life. The, here's a fact. He was a Chicago, Chicago cop. cop. Yeah, he was a Chicago cop. Two he walked th- into the, the Chicago health club that I was working at. Right. And I was like, I go, he yeah. was he was he was and unbelievable. And he's like five four, five five. Are you he's kidding? He's that tall. small. Yeah, and so he's wider and chiseled right. than he is tall. All right, the uh, Arthur Jones, the creator of Nautilus. Right. Interesting factoid, and he he was very strict on his measurements. He said Sergio Oliva was the only guy he ever taped his arm measurement. And it was bigger than his head. Right, right. And his he, arm was literally bigger and, than his and head. And his thighs were bigger than his waist. Uh, whatever that. I yeah, just, yeah. I that, just remember the, the the guns were bigger than his head. That's phenomenal. Right, right. He, you know, no he, other human being. The first time I saw him, he walked in with a Chicago Police Department uniform on. And the sleeves were so tight. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, now the, uh, I also I also heard somebody say about him years ago, and they didn't name him by name, but you have to figure it was him. He was a Chicago policeman, and he said, those bodybuilders are useless. He says, I knew a guy that worked for the Chicago Police Force, and he wouldn't even get out of his car to help his buddy. <laughs> Because he was saving himself for training. Yeah. You know, well, he wouldn't chase any bad guys. Right? Well, I I, I I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know either. Yeah. I just figured. That, do, do you, you know, Chuck, said that. Chuck hated bodybuilders. Oh, I know. Uh, you know, if we were doing curls, he'd say, what are we yeah, you doing, remember the time boys? he busted you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you were getting the pump on. Yeah. And, and Pete Rostowski was supposed to be watching the, the, the door. door. yeah. Because we always had to have one guy watching the door. Because whenever you did guns, a little gun work, yeah. you had to make sure. Because Chuck would just come in in the middle of a workout and yeah. say, what are you guys doing? Da, 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 and, you know. So we're pumping the guns. And then Chaluch gets himself a real pump going. We're going, let's tape it. Let's see what we got. So just as we're taping who walks in but Chuck? Yeah. And Chuck goes, what are we doing, doing bodybuilding? Body you know the way he'd say that. He disgusting. would say with such disdain. And, and everyone turns to Pete and goes, Pete, what are you doing? When Chuck left, remember? Yeah. He's like killing Pete. Goes, what are you doing? He goes, well, I wanted to see what it was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, what did what, – what did, what did, uh, <laughs> That was so funny. What did uh, Coach Dole say about bodybuilders? He said they're like antique cars. They look good, but they're good for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, he didn't want you. He wanted you just doing squats, deadlifts. Right. Uh, the push benches. Presses, benches. Yeah, even well, let, benches he didn't he, like. He didn't like benches, yeah, but he liked yeah. the push presses. Yeah, yeah, he liked the push presses. And and he was big on extended squats. Oh. Uh, you know, the squats. The overhead he, squats. Yeah, the overhead squats. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that was very painful because he, he he wanted you to press your knees inward. Right. And I, you're like, you're, you're giving yourself, uh, you felt like you're shearing the inner ligaments right. on your knees off. Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Hey, uh, you know, one of these things is uh, I, I, who's going to raise the roof this week? I think oh. James Washington is going to have a breakout game. You know, I feel it in my bones. In your bones, you say? I feel it in my bones. What is that, what is that bone feeling? Yeah, it's, uh, I just feel it that he's going to have a big game this week. You know, you think sooner or later that uh, OSU uh, connection has got to be hooking up. Right. I mean, thus far – we're talking about the fact that James has only had, what, three catches, 25 right. yards right. with Mason as a quarterback. He's got to bust loose sometime. Yeah. Well, he's had six catches, 88 yards. Yeah. So far, but yeah. with Mason, he's only had three right. at throwing the ball. Uh-huh. So so at some point, you got to figure, get Zooks, man. I mean, he had a 45-yarder against the Patriots. Right. He had a 32-yard pass and interference against San Francisco. Okay, so given that, you think at some point, we got to see a little bit of long ball, or it's certainly one of those big nights. So I think you may be right. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I can I, like some of the uh, our commentators and writers are saying, you know, uh, you know, he, he's disappeared. I, I don't worry about James; uh, he's going to be all right. Uh, you know, he he just can't lose his confidence. You know that that's that's the. No, you got to keep get out in there yeah. slugging it out, man. Yeah, and you know I think he knows what he's capable of. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I I just think he's he's one of those guys that uh, uh, is a big play guy, and uh, uh, you know this is week two or week three of uh, of Mason Rudolph starting, and uh, I think uh, as a result of it, there. Yeah, I think they're the the. I uh, think they're due for it. Yeah, I'll give you another one. Defensively, I think Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I look at uh, Lamar Jackson and some of the things that he's capable of doing, and the speed they got Marquise Brown and right. some of those guys. Uh, I'm thinking a guy to raise the roof would be Mika Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on the on the defensive side of the uh, of the ball. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and wow. Uh, they they finally have uh, a uh, um, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, oh yeah, uh, scout team guy. They got a scout team guy from South Dakota yeah. State. Yeah, Taryn Christian. Uh, Samir pro- pronounced it Taryn Cri- Christian. Is that what? Yeah, we had, he had to throw a little flair into yeah. a little Samir did you, flair. Did you? Were you, were you watching practice yesterday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I threw some ducks. He threw some ducks, yeah. Yeah, the guys were making, you know, how he used to go pull. Yeah, yeah. And then they would, uh, he, you know, he's just a young guy out there. They want him running around. He's right. Gonna, and he's going to run around, do the run around thing. Um, and that's what you got to do. I mean, we don't have anybody that can really he, he, and imitate. He's been, and he's been playing, he's played special teams for Dallas. Uh, so he's uh, a, a Jim Jensen kind of guy. Human uh, Swiss Army knife. Yeah, Jim Jensen, you know. Absolutely. Hey, look, you know, the young man, he, he's got an opportunity, yeah. you know, and, and maybe it's a slim one because they're bringing him in for a specified purpose. Right. But, you know, hope burns eternal in you. 
when you, you know get what a, I mean? when you get a shot. Yeah, and when you you know, and if it's just like in the, you know, in in something about Mary, or no, was it something movie? about yeah, Jim. Uh, Jim Carrey, when he says, so you're saying I got a chance. No, that, that, that was right. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, Dumb and Dumber. That's right. right. But, and, yeah, he and goes, you're you were the dumbest. One to million. You were dumbest for, like, loving that I movie. I loved that movie. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Yeah. You don't know good movie. I, I know funny. I, I I know funny. That was not funny. Topo Gijo was funny, Topo right? Topo Gijo yeah, was right. funny, yeah. You don't uh, know funny. Uh, you don't know funny. Uh, but <laughs> and, anyways, <laughs> uh, I think um, – that this was a great get. Uh, you know, the, the, they they keep put up, bringing in guys. Absolutely. To help. So that's our cover. raise the roof section. Right, right. Yeah, and that's sponsored by uh, Ilkin Exteriors, uh, the, my, my favorite roofers in town. And mine too. 412-377-1937 if you want to get your roof fixed. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Bob Labriola will be with us. He's Wolf Amtunch, and you are in the locker room. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. All right, we're back. Uh, He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, you're in the locker room. And uh, joining us uh, from Steelers.com and the Steelers Radio Network uh, and Steelers Digest, uh, Bob Labriola. Uh, Bob, thanks for uh, coming in. And uh, Bob's with us every Thursday at 11 o'clock. You know, Bob, w- one thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, the, a lot has been made about, uh, um, about the Wildcat and the trickery of the Wildcat and how you can't run it again. Uh, you know, I say why not? I, 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 I liked it. I thought, I think that it stretches a defense horizontally and then you can come back to the power stuff and catch the defense fat, flat-footed. Uh, and I know you talked to uh, uh, Coach Tomlin a lot, so uh, and, and I heard him say that uh, I don't know how this game is going to go. It may not go the way it did. Well, I mean, I think that uh, it's certainly worth keeping in the package. Right. Um, on a week-in, a week-out basis, and then you see how it works. Right. I mean, the only thing I say about any kind of gimmicks is uh, my only fear is that uh, a team becomes too dependent on that. Uh, I like your idea. You know, keep it as part of it. You want to stretch them horizontally a little bit, come back, you know, with some power running. That's fine uh, because I, I think we all agree that running the football is important. It's um, – Maybe a little bit more important for this team, given the fact that you know Mason Rudolph is still you know in the incubator uh, in terms of his career, and um, you know you have three Pro Bowl offensive linemen and a couple of decent backs. You know there's nothing wrong with uh, you know shortening the game, so to speak, in terms of not ex- overexposing your quarterback. And I also don't think you want to necessarily overexpose your defense either, because you got a, long, a lot of young developing guys. Uh, in that unit too, um, but the as I said, I, I I would I would not like a situation where you go into a game where if they stop the Wildcat, you got nothing to to revert back to, um, or an inability to execute anything else. Because as I said, I I think that becoming a team 
and I, I'm, I'm thinking back to 2003. There was a lot of this kind of stuff, you know, how tricky we can get. Um, and, and I just think it's a disaster because you have to be able to uh, do it fundamentally and execute the fundamentals uh, at a high level of efficiency. You know, you go back to Ben Roethlisberger, you think about, you know, they, 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 they kept him under wraps too early on. I mean, you've got a great running game. You threw the ball 15 to 20 times. A lot of it was play action all under center. You threw, you had different launch points. You'd move the, the, the backfield or the rollouts so that you was only looking a third of the field some, some of the times. I mean, those were, those were constrictions too, limiting his exposure, if you would. And I think they're doing the same thing with Mason, but in a different version, adding the Wildcat, adding the jet sweep stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised at some point if a lot of those things started to come together in the future weeks or the next incarnation or whatever it is that John Harbaugh talked about as this thing develops forward. I think a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of motion, a lot of things to make those inside linebackers have to like look and go, okay, check, boom, check, boom, and making calls and everything, suddenly the ball snapped, and you get maybe some guys taking a step in the wrong direction. That's all good stuff, and if you can manage that and you – are able to take a young guy like Mason and start to really have him be able to manage all that, then less of the wildcat, and, and certainly keep it until he's ready, but yeah. you're going to see more of this stuff manifest itself in the regular offense, I would think. Well, that's what the 49ers do. Uh, they run, yeah, they, they're, they're, they're all uh, window dressing and eye candy. Uh, you know, they show, you know, they run the jet sweep, they run the reverse off the jet sweep. Uh, they run the outside fake zone. whams yeah, and yeah, all that they, stuff. They ran the whams and then the fake wham, uh, the counter straight. lead yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Lo- you know, I mean, all yeah. that is good stuff. And I think, you know, keeping giving Mason the opportunity to grow into that. Yeah. And you start off with limiting, as Mike Thomas said, his exposure by having Jalen and James do some of those things until he's ready. You know, yeah. do you feel good about it? Yeah. Well, some of the things that I think you guys are talking about, in my mind fall short of the gimmickry. Right. I mean, you're talking about misdirection Direction, and yeah. those kind of things. Yeah, not that, to me, is part of fundamental football. Right. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I noticed, uh, and I'm sure you guys who watch a lot of film notice this, too, on some of those uh, jet sweep-type plays, I noticed one where I don't remember if it was Jalen Samuels coming around the end with the ball or James Conner. But all of a sudden, Deontay Johnson ended up in a trail position where uh, if it was the yeah. Navy offense, yeah. boom, that pitch goes out. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, that kind of stuff, that's fine. But make sure you can make that pitch with your left hand if you're right. going that way and you can make it, you know, 20 out of 21 times. Yeah, Those right. are the kinds of things. I think that was on the touchdown pass to James Conner. Uh, when uh, no, it was definitely because whoever yeah. uh, they may have done it then, yeah. but the one I remember is it whoever had the I know ball. What you're talking he about. cut it up. Yeah, I remember. He that. cut it up and, and carried it himself. And I thought, uh, they're, they're, now they're gonna at least visually they're setting up for a, a possible pitch. And you know, again, if if you can execute it, fine. If you're hoping to execute it. Think of something else. Right, right. Um, and let me just make this point, too. I mean, I, I, I've seen a lot of this, um, you know, in the prints and, and on the Internet and stuff. In my opinion, what's the main guy holding Mason Rudolph back from going down the field is Mason Rudolph. Um, those plays that are called, 
there are guys who are deeper down the field. Uh, he has to decide, you know, to throw it to them. Right. Um, He's got to pull the trigger. Right. And I and I understand, and I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to seem overly critical of him because that's not my that's not my goal here. But, you know, Mason Rudolph, like a lot of young quarterbacks, and you know, he he falls into the category. When he was at Oklahoma State playing at Heinz Field, um, open was open. I mean, open was somebody I could throw it to. That doesn't exist in the NFL anymore. I mean, the windows, you know, what's open, you, you have to have some, uh, you know, testosterone flowing through your veins to make some of those throws. Right. But they're there. Um, you know, uh, the one play that was pointed out to me as a throw that Ben certainly would have attempted um, is the it was the first offensive play in San Francisco. Okay, the Steelers kick off, the 49ers receive the third play of the game. T.J. Watt intercepts the ball. Okay, that first play, Vance McDonald hit the scene. You got to put there. it out there for him. Yeah. And let him make a play. I mean, is he open, open like in the Big 12? No, he wasn't open like that. But, you know, that's that's an NFL open. That's something you got to – and if you're going to be a um, a quality starting quarterback in the league, uh, you have to hit that or you certainly have to attempt it. And, uh, okay, his first start, he's on the road, the first series. Okay, I get all of that. But my point is, is that those kinds of options are available for him. And I think that as he – well, the hope is, anyway, as he um, settles in a little bit and becomes more comfortable and plays more and all that stuff, he will see those things the way more veteran guys see them as well because he's got the arm. He, he certainly studies enough to know, you know, where he is and what the defense is and, you know, all of that stuff. And I think that Mason Rudolph is a guy, as, as we get along in this a little bit, you know, uh, can can do those kinds of things because those are the kinds of things you have to do if you truly want to compete as a playoff team. Well, one of the things is uh, um, against the 49ers that, uh, you know, there's one thing coming off the bench and playing. It's much easier. Oh, sure. Because you just kind of react. You're, 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 you're not uh, focused on – you're just going there. And they're not ready for yeah, you either. Yeah, and, and you're not re- – and you just react. Uh, that's what he did against uh, uh, Seattle. Um, but the first start is always – it can be overwhelming, especially at the quarterback position. It's like, oh, and, and on the road, it's very loud. Uh, so, you know, he wasn't very comfortable under center with the, uh, with the crowd noise. And they put him in a position where he was most comfortable uh, in, the, in the shotgun. Uh, I think the, uh, this week – uh, after Monday night game and after the way he, you know, as the game went on, he started to flourish more, I, I think. And I think that uh, uh, this week is going to be a, a great opportunity to see the development from last week to this week and to build on that. Uh, I, I think that's what's going to happen this week. Yeah, and, you know, again, I don't uh, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, uh, but – you know the the whole take the wraps off Mason Rudolph narrative yeah. isn't really accurate. I right. mean, uh, because the the and you guys know this when you know when when a pass pattern is called, pass play is called. There are guys running routes at different depths. Right. I mean that's your job as the quarterback. I mean take that goes back to the old 
you know, take what the defense gives you. Right. And if they're giving you that seam pattern down the field to the tight end, let okay, you know, let's 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 go with it. I, I certainly understand uh, his hesitancy, and I respect a lot his um, care in not wanting to turn the ball over and put his team in a hole early, because that's that that's a disaster. Right. Um, but let me say this, Bob, because just jumping in real quick, what I'm saying is, what I liked though was his patience in going to James and Jalen with those little dink and dunks inside, you know, passing game, short passing game stuff, and not getting. Uh, I got to feel like this pressure. I got to go downfield. Now there's got to be some sort of balance. He's got to at some time go go down the field. You want to get maybe six uh, throws down the field, good ones, you know, that go after. It was very, in my mind, very Brady-esque. If you're going to give me those eight, nine, ten-yard little dink and dunks, I'm going to take them until you take it away. You know, and so that I appreciated. But again, I understand you've got to mitigate that with being able to get the ball down, downfield more, so as to give your playmakers those wide receivers an opportunity. Yeah, because like when Tunch was referring to the Wildcat uh, and the value of it stretching the defense horizontally. You got to stretch them vertically too. You have to do that. Now, don't you think vertical is like up in the air no, and horizontal? I get confused about this all the time. Yeah, he, people oh, he say horizontal, and I think of going down the field. And people say vertical. I go, why would you throw it up straight up in the air? Uh, tell come him. On. Would you tell him? He, he's been arguing with me for this for years. Well, I mean, a vertical game is down the field. Horizontal is sideline to sideline. I'm, I'm not arguing. You know, I, this, this to me is one of those. Uh, you know, you two guys spend too much time together. That's yeah. that's what that's that's what that's about. <laughs> Seriously, if you want to know what I really think about that, that's what I think about. You two guys spend too much time together, and that's when these kinds of discussions slash arguments crop up. Yeah. They break out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and one of the things that, that uh. I that I I'm encouraged by is the Ravens' defense is a whole lot different without Eric Weddle and without C.J. Mosley, and without Zadarius Smith, and, and without not, Terrell yeah. Suggs, uh, that, that, and without even Brent Urban. Uh, um, I just don't think they're, you know, Owasso is good, Kevin Young's good, but they're not C.J. Mosley. And you no, know what? And, and there's no, no villains. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure that the, the, those, will, those will emerge. <laughs> Pernell McPhee came back. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's right. But, I mean, you know, the, the Suggs thing, and I was talking to, uh, Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson about this yesterday. Um, the Suggs thing to me is is more significant than just his uh, absence in terms of production because Suggs is the guy, I believe, that after Ray Lewis left, you know, he was the guy that, you know, you. I heard this once. I told this story then. I'll tell it again. You guys will both appreciate this. I was told once that having Mike Webster – on the field with you mm-hmm. was similar on offense, was similar to walking down a dark alley carrying a big stick. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. That's what Suggs was to the Ravens coming to Heinz Field after Ray Lewis left. You have to have someone that is not afraid, uh, will physically stand up to anyone, verbally, physically, whatever, and will make sure that the rest of his guys have that same attitude. You know, Terrell Suggs was the guy who was always over on the Ravens bench when they'd play Renegade. He'd start dancing, yeah, you know, and just letting his teammates know 
um, that it, this doesn't phase me, so it shouldn't phase you. He would, when he was on the field, he would point to the scoreboard. Yeah. Or, or, you know, around with right. his teammates, he'd say, watch it. You yeah. know what I mean? Stuff like that. So Because you see a lot of guys, they'll turn their backs to it and yeah. so forth. Yeah. So, yeah, he wasn't as scared, as Hines would say. And, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that the Ravens are going to come into Hines Field on Sunday and be afraid, but they're not going to have that security blanket that they've had for 10 years previously. So, again, someone else is going to have to, for them, pick up that mantle and carry it and you know we'll see how we'll see who it is and if it happens you know what but but labs uh i understand your analogy about uh uh, uh terrell suggs being uh the bad boy and uh you know and the tough guy but cj mosley's the guy that makes the oh play. i i understand cj I, I you know i am not uh i would rather have terrell suggs there than C.J. Mosley. Sure. Yeah. Mosley was like Ryan Shazier right. in their, in their well, defense. And, and, and uh, 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 yeah, I, 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 C.J. Mosley was a tough guy, was very physical. Suggs was uh, 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 almost transcended yes, yeah, that area. Yes, you know, Suggs is, is done. Well, just remember uh, yeah. the mask he used yeah, to yeah, wear and he come done. on. I mean, when you get your own dance like Ray Lewis, I mean, come on, you yeah. know? yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, uh, but the 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 fact that C.J. Mosley's not there and Eric Weddle's not there, that's the middle of the field, and those two guys control the middle of the field, and that they're gone. Uh, you know, I don't think Owasso, I don't think Kevin Young, I don't think you know th- th- those guys are can supplement those guys. All right, uh, and Earl Thomas is not Earl Thomas anymore. Earl Thomas is. He don't look he, like he's, he's the slow. one that was in the Legion of yeah, Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's slow. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, thank you, Bob Labriola. Uh, and uh, coming up, we're gonna have Jerry Dulac of the Post Gazette and the Steelers Radio Network, who's giving a standing O to Bob Labriola right, right, right now. Well, he didn't stand up. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little lazy he, about he, it. He just he just gave an ovation. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back with more of Jerry Dulac. Uh, the cool breeze himself after this. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. All right, Breezin' by George Benson can only mean one thing. The cool Breeze himself is in the locker room. Uh, Jerry Dulac. Jerry, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Brought to you by. Uh, brought to you by, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, uh, okay. Uh, Monticello's somewhere. Yeah, Monticello's. Cranberry. Uh, uh, in Cranberry. And, uh, Isn't uh, George Wa- or Thomas Jefferson's home or something, Monticello? Uh Marcelo or I don't know. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. Wolf. Just, I might, it's something fancy. Yeah. I, might, I keep Wolf. Uh, I keep talking, I, but I will say while Tunch is looking it up, I will say this: uh, it was a real treat to sit in for you the other day. Hey, uh, wasn't they cool? Night. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Terrell Edmonds on. What uh, they what they serve up to eat? Well, they had uh, they had some type of um, um, 
almost a vegetable meatball. It was very good. And okay. then they had some chicken tenders oh, yeah. and some sushi that you would have really liked. Now, I'm, not, I'm not a big sushi guy, okay. but they had two trays of uh, sushi. I like that, very though. Good. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it was very nice. And Terrell's just an yeah, adorable a, young he's man. He's a nice kid. As you yeah. know, I've done a ton, you know these player shows for a number right. of years. Uh, going back to – well, going back to Kendrell Bell, actually Chris Brown, you know, I want to go way back. Um, and then, of course, our friend Antonio Brown. Right. And, uh, Which was Stephon, always an adventure. Yes, it was. All Stephon right. to it. And, and Jerry Dulac is brought to you by Monticello's <laughs> there we go. Cranberry. I don't know how much Fe- more I could tap dance. Featuring 225 cores, light drafts every Thursday, and great daily food specials. Boy, Red like a true pro. Yeah. Huh? Well, you know what? I, it looks I, I like could, every Thursday I'm going to have to just I text it to him. It, it, it was so far down in my text <laughs> that I couldn't find right. it. You got, I start deleting my text because yeah. the, the list gets too long. Yeah. You know? I, 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 and I that, let's also, since we're on the, the, the thing, you know, make sure you're there next week, right? Cause, uh, well, I will be. I am right. sitting in for you again. Yes, that would be uh, because we have the light we of life. We have the light of life. Yeah. Yeah. Wolf, my only complaint is while the chairs are terribly comfortable, they sit so low, I feel like one of those little kids with the table. I love it, though. You know, you just kind of relax. Well, I'll fall asleep if I sit back in that chair. You know, Did it's you so have a good crowd? Yeah, we had a nice crowd. That's and you nice. know what? They ask, they ask questions. And uh, a couple of them pretty good. In fact, one of them elicited a nice response from him that gave me the idea, actually, for today's story, which Beautiful. I wrote about Ben's speech in the locker room. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I used that. Yeah. Uh, uh, the guys were very – Terrell Edmonds just yeah. brought it up. Somebody, yeah. I'm sorry, real quickly. Go, a go, person go asked. Uh, who who would be who were some of the vocal people in the locker room? He mentioned Cam and someone, and then he said Ben. He said and he mentioned a pregame speech, right? And that's what gave me the I- I- idea. I thought I'll go talk to some of the guys because he said it was very inspiring. Yeah, right. Was uh, and all the guys seemed to be yeah. very moved, moved by, by it. it. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, when you were interviewing, did you get that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I went to a, a couple of the veterans, you know, who've been through it, and you know, just what they thought. Joe Hayden, Cam Hayward, and I asked a couple other guys as well. Um, you know, James Conner, who's a younger guy. Right. And, um, yeah, there's no question. Um, you know, I, like I said, it was, you know, nobody said there, uh, sat there and said, hey, that's the reason why we won. We're going to go out there and run through a wall. Right. But it was just the fact that it was, it was uh, you know, inspirational and uplifting and, and moving, too, to hear a guy 16 years talk about, you know, when you have, you know, appreciate the opportunity, appreciate what you have. And, um, uh, and, and, and you know, that it can be taken away from you very quickly like joe hayden said he goes hey he goes they'll right he said, they'll they'll take down my nameplate and they'll be in you know my jersey and there'll be another 23 uh in this locker room and i brought up to him and i said this to cam as well uh charles de gaulle the uh, the old president of france i france, think winston yeah. churchill gets credit sometimes for saying this but uh, it actually was charles de gaulle who said the cemetery is filled with indispensable people right right, right. You know. well chuck used to say that too oh did he nobody's yeah. indispensable well, right exactly yeah exactly. you know you and know i always tell i always say to people I, I say this to my wife i go look i could step off a curb and get hit by a bus tomorrow and they'll find somebody else to cover this right and write about golf right no question and nobody it. except my family will miss me right <laughs> i'll tell you this couple friends maybe you when too. i left here after 10 years ago to minnesota i asked pinky to pack up my box of stuff from my locker that I'd had for a whole decade, right? So uh, Pinky says, yeah, I, I packed it up, and hey, hey, Wolf, I wanted you to know I really thought about, you know, the time, because we came in together, 1980, yeah. talking yeah. to myself and Pinky, and, uh, you know, I was really touched by it, you know, when he told me, he said, yes, I don't know, I go, how long did it take you? And he goes, oh, about three minutes. <laughs> you know what I didn't know, maybe, and you guys, I'm sure, probably yeah. know this. Cam was telling me that, uh, is it in the equipment room or somewhere they have every nameplate 
of every past player. Is it up on the wall or something? Do you uh, know? Uh, it, it's somewhere. Yeah, it used to be in Tony Parisi's yeah. equipment room. I, I'm well, not t- going in in uh, uh, Rogers. I've been in there a couple times. I didn't look, you know. Yeah, Cam me. told me, and I said, I said, every player, he said, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. well. Tony Parisi had that uh, Indiana Jones warehouse yeah, they, that we always had, talk about. Yeah, we, you know, he had loads of stuff. Just look, Ken, it's yeah. amazing how yeah. he bought all that over <laughs> yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony just had everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it. it uh, uh, and uh, when I left for uh, for Green Bay, uh, you know, the, I forget who you were there. What it. two years? Yeah, one year. One year. One year. Uh, but but uh, you know, I, I asked Pinky. I said. You gave my jersey away right uh, right away. I said, "Did you even wait for the sweat to dry?" <laughs> he said, "No, no." <laughs> so, uh, there's some jerseys they've never given away, but yours was one. Of them. Yeah, right. well, yeah, well, yeah, it was. Uh, Wolf, it, I noticed they've given yours away a few times. Oh yes, yes, right? yes, yes. They give them all away. Right, the, uh, it's except, a regular legacy except, now. Except twelve, uh, thirty-two, twelve, thirty-two, fifty-eight, seventy-five, seventy-five. Right. Uh, is there any others? Uh, Seventy. Yeah, Ernie, yeah, Ernie Stott- Stottner. Stottner, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and uh, um, yeah. Uh, you know the funniest story I ever heard. Did they give the, no, yeah, they did. Oh, uh, oh yeah, because yeah. Emmanuel Samuel had eighty-eight. Emmanuel and, Sanders. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. And right. uh, when Emmanuel Sanders came in, Scotty Montgomery was the wide receivers right, coach. Right, right. And he said to Emmanuel Sanders, he said, "We gave you a really good number." And he goes, uh, "What is it?" He goes, "88." Courtney goes, Hawkins. Yeah, he goes. He goes. <laughs> so he goes. Oh, 88. Well, that's a nice number. He goes, that's Lynn Swan. He goes, who's Lynn Swan? Wow. Yeah. He, he said, who's Whoa, Lynn Swan? And then, and then Emmanuel said, so I Googled Lynn Swan. Oh. Yeah, I, not even, you, well, at that point, he probably, no, was he in the Hall of Fame at that point? With, when yeah, Emmanuel he was. came in 2010? Yeah, he, I think he was in the Hall yeah, of Fame. But still, yeah, still. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was uh, still. The human highlight film. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, uh, you know, he goes, I can't help it. I was a Dallas Cowboy fan growing up. <laughs> Boy, they drubbed salt in a wound. Yeah. yeah. No, it's surprising. He, when they said 88, he goes, Drew Pearson's number. Wasn't that what Drew yeah. Pearson was? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Drew Pearson was right, 88. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, See, I was a Cowboy guy. What, what, but before that, I was a Bob Hayes. Yeah, Bob guy, Hayes. Garrison. Everybody was, yeah, was, yeah. was Bob yeah. Hayes. Bob Hayes was my favorite And Walt, and Walt, uh, Walt Garrison, Garrison because he had a dip. Yeah, yeah, right, right. He, he was, uh, Bob Lilly, I love Bob. I yeah. told you I said na- name the Doomsday defense, and I don't think you guys can come up on them. No, we we did. I did. No, you know, you Jeff missed it. Well, there, right. were, there, there was a couple of There was one Bob you forgot Lilly. about. Was, I forgot the Bob one Lilly. I, what, right, well, that was a cornerstone of Jeff Pugh, and then yeah. it was George Andre and Larry Cole. Yeah, those were the four. That's right, that's Larry right. Cole. And I told you the story about Bob Lilly, right, his book. Yeah. Right. The, the, his book was uh, they had this, the the cowboy star, the, you know, the Texas star on the front, and his picture was kind of cut into that star. Right. Of, of Bob Lilly's book, except the picture wasn't a Bob Lilly; it was a George Andre. <laughs> they had the wrong guy in there. How about oh, that? Oh man! How about that? That'd no. be like you writing a book, having the picture on it, it would be Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> that's right. Wolf was in my, my, my book. Uh, <laughs> Not on the cover though. No, we, that's he, true. Claiming yeah, the, it was you. Yeah, right, right. It's hard to get our noggins mixed up. <laughs> well, you know, people mistake us all the time. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, people go, "Hey, Wolf." They I go, "I go." He's the other guy. No, they goes, don't. They don't mistake him. It's me. Hey, my it's, favorite is when they're always going tons. We're walking through an airport or wherever, and somebody shots out a name. You know, they they call Gene Collier Smizek. They yeah. call me Ed. They call Ed something else. Yeah. Uh, but one time, we're walking through the Pittsburgh airport. Somebody goes, it's me, Gene, and Ed. And somebody goes, hey, Bob Labriola. And I thought, 
We don't look anything like Bob Larry. <laughs> the best one was I was up at training camp one time. I did a, a thing for uh, TV, and I had to wear my game jersey. So it's 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 the old. 80s, you know, block letters, yeah. roughly 73. Block numbers. Block number. I'm sorry, block numbers. And, yeah. yeah block okay. heads. Yeah, <laughs> block heads. I'm walking across the campus up at training camp there. You know, this was, you know, uh, while I was being a broadcaster. And they're all going, people are going, Dodge, how you doing, Dodge? <laughs> I got my you, name on the go, back. It's yeah, roughly. It's right roughly. here in the back. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, how about when you missed? Mistook Ed Bouchette for Steve Hubbard. Steve oh Hubbard. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. Oh my goodness! You know, I I just he threatened could, to rip his beard off. Oh, right. I know. I was so mad at him, and 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 here it's not even the right guy. Right, I was right. mad at. Right. You know? I I remember Ed's reaction. He goes, "When you go, aren't you Steve Hubbard?" And Ed yeah. goes, "Oh, he pointed, <laughs> when Ed, Ed just he pointed. Over there. Oh, he just pointed That's him over there. <laughs> and then there I'm on crutches and everything from the knee injury. And you're wheeling. Oh yeah. man, I was so mad. I love that story. And, yeah. and it, it's hilarious because I couldn't even do that right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, so you're writing a story of James Washington. I think, among other things. Yeah, yes. I, I think James is going to have a big. Uh, I, I feel it in my bones. I think he's going to have a big outing this Sunday and, you afternoon. Know, we, and, and we see. You know, we see them react to kind of what's going on. Uh-huh. You know, they didn't weren't able to run the ball. And let's face it, you know, those three wildcat tosses that go as pass receptions are, you know, they're run alternative plays. They're right. runs. They couldn't run the ball. So Randy Fittner wanted to attack the edges, make them move laterally. And, you know, whether you call them catches or runs, they right. were very successful the way they attacked. James Washington, since he's been reunited with his college quarterback, has been targeted six times in two and a half games. He's has um, he has four catches, three catches for 25 yards. He didn't have any one target against the Bengals, no catches against the Bengals, and yet he is playing more than any wide receiver, uh, than the, yeah. except Juju. You know he's been on the field 75 percent of the time, 126 of 165 plays or whatever it is in that time frame. He's on the field, and I don't know if he's getting open. I asked him yesterday. I said, "Are you getting open?" And he's, he's been open. Yeah, and yeah. and and whether they don't. You know, want him. It isn't that they don't want him looking downfield. You know, fellas, I, I, I mean, I know you know this, and it was told to me that, you know, with Ben, with his progressions, one, two, three, four, maybe even five. Yeah. Whereas Mason right now, he's one, two, three, and that's it. All right. And that's it. And that's no knock against him. It's just no, where he is. But that's just the way, and, 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 you know, and sometimes it's one. Yeah, right. Oh, right. absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't even get to three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Ben would could take it to five. And, and so – you know, I, it it just hasn't happened, and I think you know I don't know if you know teams know the, their history, you know their past, yeah. and think okay, you know he's going to want to go to this guy, and he just he just hasn't, he just hasn't. Yeah. So you know, but I I I'm with you when you got a guy now who played 46 of the however many plays 59 the other day and gets one target and no catch, then it's kind of like look, we need to get this guy involved. Yeah. No question. And I, I would say there's one, other, and it's not as big a, a deal as like some people make it, but pressure, real live pressure, game pressure tends to make the windows smaller. Oh, absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's easy mind, in practice. Thinking, yeah, I mean, when it doesn't yeah, count in, in in preseason, everything like that. Right. You know, you'll throw to those small windows. You think, okay, you know, I got it now. But then you get in a game and it's real, and all of a sudden, the, those racing thoughts in your mind. They, they tend to shrink things. Yeah. And, and and but but then every game he plays, it's going to get bigger. It's going to get absolutely. Gonna get, no he's going to get more comfortable. No question. And I think, I think Mason is uh, uh, is going to be comfortable this week. It's going to be a one Each o'clock week. game. Yeah, it's going to be one o'clock game. It's at home, uh, and and uh, I just think 
and and this this defense doesn't scare me. Uh, I'm, w- I'm with you, Tunch. I mean, you see what they've done me. the last two games. Yeah. And then look who they beat the first two games. Right. Miami Arizona and Arizona, and 7 and one I'm with you. I'm yeah. not saying that, uh, you know, that they're going to go beat up on the Ravens, I, I don't but think I'm that, with I'm not you. saying they stink. Not the same Ravens But they're team. not. But no no C.J. Mobley. No Eric Weddle. I heard you no say that No Cedarius Smith. Uh, no Brandon no Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah. If he's still injured. Uh, if he, well, we don't know. No, but I mean – they're, last I heard, you, they were. They oh, say you know he was. He's hurt. not playing. I don't know. They right. were. It was questionable. But yeah. it, to me, it was like uh, one of those things that maybe he. What, what did he hurt? I don't know. Uh, you know what surprises me a little but, bit. To, oh, let me just just. Go ahead, I'm sorry, Wolf. They, the Browns ran the ball. Oh, oh they ran. And, and I got to tell you something. Michael Pierce did not. I don't know what what happened with him, but he he just didn't look. Real good. Did you see? Yeah, I think I the Browns think had five five hundred thirty yards offense, right. and the week him before and, they had five hundred. Yeah. yeah, him and Brandon Williams together. They, I mean, they were they they'd clog it up like a sink on right. the inside there. Did you, you think know? Nick Chubb had the second gear that he showed? Did you see the eighty eight yard touchdown? Yeah, yeah. That was I don't know. It was that fast. I mean, yeah, he just yeah. kicked it into another gear. That or Bradley? Because <laughs> I was calling <laughs> he Bradley, called Bradley Chubb. Chubb. <laughs> Bradley Chubb. He's I sorry. He's out for the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So we, we, we shouldn't we shouldn't confuse him anymore because <laughs> we, there's it, only one in the NFL. There's, the only, one, there's you, only a Chubb now. When you said but, about but you, but Michael Pierce is Chubby. Yeah, he certainly is. <laughs> when you said about uh, uh, Mason Rudolph getting more comfortable, um, as though he wasn't comfortable the other night, and I'm not. I don't know whether you're saying that no, or not. No. But I'm surprised at the people who were are kind of critical of the way they played the other day. I mean. Mason yeah. Rudolph was 24-28. What do you want? I mean, what more do you want? You know, his yards per attempt were better than Tom Brady's and something last week. Right. Now, granted, yards after the catch, but does it matter how you gain the yards, whether you throw it no. 15 yards or six yards and they run nine? No, and and, and, and I'm not saying that he wasn't comfortable. Uh, I'm just saying know what he's saying. going to get more confident Absolutely. and more confident and more confident. And, uh, you know, one of the things that having – uh, ben done for the year. He's not looking over his shoulder. Absolutely. Right. He's looking forward. We went it's through his, that with Stoutard. Yeah. It's, it, it's his team. Yeah. It's his team and, this and, year. And, right. and, and so the, the, as he gets on a roll, and I think that uh, Mason Rudolph, I, I, love, I love the way he plays. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to get better and better and better. Uh, throughout the course of the season. Hey, and if all those short tosses, short passes, open up a 43-yard right. touchdown like, like that did. to Deontay Johnson Deontay wide Johnson. open, then you know what? Keep throwing it short if it's going to open up. You that. know, Jerry, when when you get into a rhythm of throwing it short, the defense gets into that same Absolutely. rhythm. Absolutely. They, 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 they're going to start I contend that's why he was so yeah. wide open. You know, yeah. I don't want to say he lulled him to sleep, but no, they're not expecting but, it. But the, yeah, it was a little bit. And, yeah. and, and the, the corner went trips to the right. Uh, Deontay Johnson was the uh, inside receiver, and he just shot, and the guy that was covering him, and man, got uh, picked up. You know, he got rubbed uh, by his own guy. Because it wouldn't going to be a pick, because then yeah, it would be illegal. Because right, then yeah, it was we, illegal. Yeah, we yeah. know they'd call that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but no, you, you're going to have to take a break. No, no, no. Oh, you're, okay. you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs>
I don't, got, I don't want to control the clock because it's not my show. Well, you know what? You're looking at the clock. <laughs> In other words, Jerry's going, That's a, hey, I'm lunch. just doing what Tunch used to do to me all those years. He'd be, I'd be talking. He'd be looking at his watch. I go, you're trying to get rid of me? No, no. I'm just looking at I know. Sure you got to control the clock. That's yeah, what that's I'm talking right, about. That's right. That's so right. I said it's not my show. I don't control the clock. I, I know. But did you ever watch it when you had AB on? All the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, because I, I was watching it because I thought, can't this arm move any faster? Yeah, that's good. You know? I tried to turn it ahead and go, oh, look at the How time. How long can you tap yeah, dance? Look at the time. We're at it. We had a time. Yeah, AB. that's right. Uh, and how how many times did AB show up late? Uh, more times than he showed up on time. Right. Uh, especially, right. And, and that increased with regularity the more the longer we did the show. <clears throat> I mean, in terms of number of years, it was five years that we did the show. How did he respond to the questions you asked him? Uh, the same as the uh, my favorite would always be. So, uh, so what do you see this weekend, Tony? You know, whether playing the Bengals, playing the Titans, whether they're playing the Ravens. Um, a uh, lot of lot of uh, man underneath the cover too high. <laughs> Every week I go, really? That's the same way so and so played. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And he he concerned he concerned himself with one thing, and that was how can I get open? I, I heard he's uh, which gonna, is why he busted. I heard he over. wants to come back and get on a show with you. <laughs> that's it. That's what he wants. Uh, you know, I used to I used to jokingly build. I said, "Welcome to the Antonio Brown Show, the worst hour in radio." <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I would never say that. Though, All right. All right. Well, thanks, Jerry, for joining He's us. He's here all week. I'm here. That's right. Tip your waitresses. Try the veal. Try the veal. All right. We're going to take a break, and all we're right, going to close out the show. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, Jerry Dulac. And, uh, he's Craig. I'm Touch, and you are in the locker room. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, we are back. <laughs> and as we come back from the break, Arthur Motes, don't cross the Motes, is coming in. Uh, he and Wes are going to be taking over. And uh, Arthur and I are going to do our three keys to the game uh, later on this afternoon on Steelers, uh, uh, Steelers TV. Uh, and you know what's funny, though, because Wes just said, oh, he'll be rolling in a moment, not 90 seconds later, in comes Motes. Yeah, well, because he always comes. No, these guys, see, you got that, that, that partner mental telepathy thing going on. Yeah, you know, yeah. they got ESPN. Uh, you know, it's called thing. ESP, not ESPN. Uh, what have you. Yeah, I yeah. flunked spelling, too. Yeah, what, what ESP is not a, a word to spell. Close it enough. It is initials. Anyways, uh, let's go to the phones. It's 412-919-1316. Let's go to CR in Chicago. Welcome to the locker room, CR. Hey, what's going on, buddy? CR, see you next Chicago. How the heck you two old fogies doing this morning? We are getting older and fogier by the minute. <laughs> especially Tunch. Yeah, especially me. Oh, listen at this. Whoop, you ought to stop. <laughs> <laughs> what, what hey, I think you guys young. You know, waking up with, I always say, waking up with you guys in the morning, man, it's, it's terrific because you guys, you just got a thing together, man, like two old married couples, I guess. Uh, hey, you uh, you already hit off on some stuff I was going to talk about. I was talking about this, uh, the, the the quarterback that they picked up to uh, imitate Lamar Jackson. Uh, I just found that out. I think it was like late last night because I, I was doing some other things yesterday. So uh, first first thing, what are your comments on that? Well, the young man was brought in because he's mobile. He can simulate Lamar Jackson. They didn't have anybody they felt who could, uh, 
you know, give them a good visual on what Lamar Jackson was capable of doing. And aside from uh, asking Jacksonville if they could bring Josh Dobbs back for a week, uh, I can't see how else you're going to do this other than to bring somebody in like that. You know, and, and this kid may may stick. Uh, you know, he's a 4-5 guy. Uh, he was uh, an undrafted free agent his rookie year by Seattle. Then he got cut. Then Dallas picked him up. Uh, and then they cut him uh, uh, last uh, camp. And But he's a special teams guy, and he can play wide receiver. And, you know, maybe this guy's got – maybe he's not uh, – maybe he's not right here uh for just this week uh we'll see yeah you know i mean hope burns eternal yeah and if you're that yeah, guy you got picked up and I, you got that I, glimmer of hope i know that i know what that's like I, I got cut my rookie year and six weeks later i got called came back like I, an immigrant I, man I had a duffel bag and everything yeah a duffel bag for well, dirty laundry well, that was probably because of Wolf, because he probably went behind your back to management and said, "Hey, please no. bring him back." Can't no, he didn't care. Him. No, he didn't care at that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the the thing about it is when you come back after your cut, you're worried every week that you're going to get cut, and, uh, and and basically, yeah, Chuck. Chuck never let you get comfortable. Yeah, Chuck never let you. He, he, he never got always uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a year I, I was. Comfortable. Very comfortable. Yeah, you weren't comfortable. Work. No, we weren't comfortable at yeah. all. <laughs> hey, uh, getting back to, to the game, um, on on Lamar Jackson and his running, um, hey, you think uh, Mike Hilton will, will play a big role uh, this weekend uh, coming up to the line of scrimmage? But I think they really got to stop stop Hilton, uh, excuse me, stop uh, Lamar Jackson, especially on those uh, uh, naked boot outs or roll outs in the, in, the, uh, in the end zone. What are your comments on that? Well, you know, uh, there's going to be guys on both sides. I think that you've got to you've got to uh, uh, be aware of Lamar Jackson. I was just ch- uh, charting the runs, uh, and he that that they do that 35 lead option and 34 lead uh, trap option, and uh, you know they they do a lot of things. They they are probably the most intricate. Uh, running team that I've seen since the Tennessee Titans were when Mike Malarkey was the head coach. I uh, think you're going to have they, Minka Fitzpatrick doing a lot they, this they, weekend. They run a lot of things, and they run the inverted bone, uh, inverted wishbone, uh, and, and I, I don't think I saw him under center. I thought I, I, I think he was just in shotgun. I got to yeah, go back and that, look yeah. at it. Yeah. yeah, that was my next comment too, Wolf, about about Fitz. I think. He's going to play an uh, uh, important role this week. Uh, a little bit, adding a little bit more depth to the defense and being able to do some things that will allow the rest of the defense to do uh, additional things. So uh, that's my outtake on that. Yeah. Absolutely, we'll get more on it tomorrow. Yeah, and they they run the heck out of the fifteen and fourteen wham. Uh, they run the Nick the, Boyle whams. Yeah, he does. And uh, Larry Picard. Uh, the fullback Jean-Luc Picard yeah, from they, they, uh, they don't, they don't, Star Trek fame. He doesn't. He doesn't. He lines up very rarely at fullback. He lines up at H back. How about and the nose tackle stuff yeah. he does? Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a he's a both he's both ways. Yeah. So he's, I mean that's crazy. So he probably lettered last year. <laughs> Got a big R on his varsity jacket. Well, oh. hey guys, I, I appreciate your insights, and uh, again, we get so many people calling in talking about. How wonderful you guys are at, at what you do and how you inspire the rest of us. So, hey, keep up the good work. In the meantime, in between time, 
Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right, CR, thanks for the call. Uh, eat a pizza for me. Yeah. Uh, all right, it's 412919. Well, would you love some Mal- Lou Malnati's right now? I would love some Lou Malnati's wow, right now. Wow, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to Lincoln in Seattle. Lincoln, welcome to the locker room, brother. Hey, thank you, brother. Say, hey, how are you doing today? Good. Fantabulous. Marvellous. <laughs> hey, uh, I agree with most of you guys there. I think um, – when we got fourth down and one, man, those guys got to either do some yoga classes or some stretching classes because they need to get down more, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's exa- you're exactly right. I just see every Steeler helmet going up in the air, and uh, I'm just like, oh, will you guys get down a little bit more? I'm just trying to make light of it, but uh, hopefully they will. Um, I like Lincoln, our- can, you get low- can you get lower with yoga? <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you are stretching or whatever, you know, yeah. I don't, I, uh, it just seems like, I don't know if they can. I got to see if the boys are doing any of their squats. I mean, yeah. the one thing you do is you get yourself some ham hocks and you do that by putting a bar on your back, get some manhole covers on there and you just go up and down and wash, rinse and repeat. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf was a Wolf was a yoga guy. <laughs> I did that for a while. Yeah, you know what though? It was very restorative to my back. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And um I like um the um the option or the uh the run option. Yeah. I I love that there are tight end was down there, the new one that we picked up, and he's down there blocking away for uh, Carner on that one play. I love yeah. that, man. I, that, he's down there, you know, just blocking away, and I love seeing that from somebody yeah. we just picked up a week ago. And um, uh, when is uh, Moncrete, when, God, I mean, uh, when are we ever going to see him, you know? And, I think we'll uh, see him a lot this week. I think he's getting that opportunity. Look, they had to give him a little downtime. I mean, you got to reload here. There's a, that's a situation that uh, you know sometimes pros go through in their career, and uh, he deserves a reboot. I see. And then uh, one more question: uh, If it came down to the cutting down a, uh, a band roster, you had the Beatles, Cream. And Kevin Cronin of C.R.E.O. Speedwagon, who would you cut? <laughs> I would cut Ario. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You create any of the Beatles? Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> any of the Beatles. You know, you know, Wolf. You know, you know, there was a, there was a great English band. It was called the Ruddles. Yeah, we. You know, Wolf. <laughs> Wolf doesn't appreciate good music. He oh, just please. likes the headbangers. You know, please. The Beatles were the greatest rock band. Excuse in me. History. Nobody and, compared and, to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, Stevie, okay. Stevie Ray. Vaughan. Let me tell you something. He smoked everybody. Yeah, Steve, Stevie. Jimi Hendrix. Stevie Ray Vaughan was second rate. He oh. played. He, he only he only played the small stadiums. Yeah, small stadiums. My yeah, goodness. He never the man a... doesn't know a thing about playing the blues. Are you kidding? I grew up in Chicago. Yeah. I know the blues. Me... Howlin' Wolf, right. Coco Taylor. All right, Willie, you know the Willie names. Dixon. Give me, give me I, one I, I chord that all. they play. I, I saw What's my... the chord progression? I don't know what the chord is. I don't the man play. doesn't know I, the blues. Yeah, yeah you're, I, I know the blues. Uh, I, Gary U.S. Bonds, I saw. Oh, you uh, wouldn't know the blues if but, they'd bit you in the rear uh, end. Muddy Waters, I saw with Willie Dixon and Eric Clapton, and you got to cut Stevie Ray Vaughan because 
I'm Just the sorry. fact that you said that shows you absolutely had yeah. no Did he ever play Soldier's Field? No. <laughs> Did he ever play any outdoor stadium? No. Uh, he played those little venues and theaters. I'm sorry, but you simply <laughs> know nothing about the Blues. Okay. Thank, T- thank, tomorrow thank we're going to have a contest. Day, man. Thank you. Have All a right, great th- day. Thanks for the call, Lincoln. All right, go ahead. Fact check for you. Yeah. It looks like uh, the date was August 11th, 1983. August 8th, 1983. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Soldier Field, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> How many fans were face. there? How many fans were there? Hundreds of thousands. Ouch, I can no. try and find for you. Jerry Lee, Lo- Jerry Lee Lewis was oh, there with oh, him as well. Because he was part of the Super Bowl of rock. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Jerry yeah. Lee Lewis was a great blues Yeah, man. you know, he was <laughs> – uh, all I could say is – Stevie Ray Vaughan you don't know your was blues. second rate. Oh my uh, gosh! He, you, 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 he's a better bluesman than Willie Dixon or Muddy Waters. He would stand shoulder to shoulder with them, and knowing, having met him, having read his life story, he showed the greatest respect for those guys. Right. Albert King, yeah. was his mentor. Yeah. Matter of fact, one of the great stories is when he was playing a small club in Austin, down in uh, Texas. Right. Albert King came into town. He came in. He's play. He's supposed to play this show. He packed up his guitar, got up on the stage, said, folks, Albert King is right down the road here. If you have any sense, you'll come with me and go go watch right. him. And I thought that said everything about the man. So, I, I, You know, all right, I'm going to give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. I uh, knew if I played the respect card, you yeah, could, there's yeah, nothing you, you can do about right, that one. Right, right. I, I, yeah, but, uh, the, you know, the Beatles, were. it was the best band ever. Uh, and, uh, and She's and, Louise. And, and you know, Cream, you can't cut cream. Eric Clapton. Right. Right. You can't. So you got to cut Cronin and oh. REO. Oh, I, I would, but I put I put uh, Stevie Ray up there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, thank you. You just don't like him because he's my buddy. <laughs> thank you, brother. And thank you, uh, Wes. And coming up next uh, on uh, Steelers Radio Network, it's Wes and uh, Don't Cross the Moats. <laughs> And if you're on ESPN, it's going to be uh, Stan Severin. So long, everybody. God bless. And, and don't listen to Wolf because he has no knowledge of music. <laughs> I was the Midnight Rider. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, you can't in, argue you, with you, that you one. You were in the locker room with he's Wolf on Twitch. Thanks, <laughs> And the God Midnight bless. Rider. <laughs>